Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 290. And I am joined by my awesome co-host, Amanda Powell from the great state of Texas. How are you, Amanda? Doing good. Trying to stay warm. We had snow last weekend, and I don't think anyone in the entire state of Texas knew what to do with themselves. So <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, like five inches, too. That's crazy. Yeah, we were all freezing, and you like went outside, took a picture, and then you're like, okay, I'm good. This can melt now. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 70 degrees again. Exactly. We're at a yeah. nice warm 65 today so feeling <laughs> a lot better <laughs> yeah. well it's chilly for you 65 yeah it is <laughs> well that's cool we're joined today by someone who is on the opposite end of the temperature spectrum way over in byron bay australia really excited to have jack Bourne on this week's episode because he is the founder of deadline funnel and we'll be talking about that a bit here today but more importantly he has thousands of people who are running converting events on his software platform. And whether it's a webinar or some other form of converting event, when I say a converting event, some kind of pre-engagement content that allows individuals to sell a product. With somebody that has thousands of people doing this every single day and all kinds of experience in conversion, as well as the background that he has in digital marketing, this is a perfect guest here for perpetual traffic. So really excited to have the founder of Deadline Funnel on here today, Jack Bourne. Welcome to Perpetual Traffic. So great to be here. I've been looking forward to this. And and to the weather points, uh, not to make you jealous, but I was uh, walking the beach yesterday to clear my head and, yep, shorts. Took the shirt off to, to feel the sun on my skin. And I actually, halfway through my walk, I thought I was going to have to do a life-saving event for a tourist who was uh, caught in a rip current. But no she, ended, she, she ended up being okay. But anyways. Damn tourist. Yeah. Well, as evidenced by Jack, we're doing this with a, a live feed so we can actually see each other talk here. Jack looks a healthy shade of brown and we are pasty white yes. between myself and Amanda. So awesome. And it's funny because we go back actually a few years, way back. We sort of kind of knew each other, but more importantly, we were just talking about this before we hit record is you were actually on a webinar as the pitch man for a Perry Marshall, I think it was a Keith Krantz webinar that got me back into Facebook ads in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. And you were like the hardline guy that like was pitching Perry's product, which <laughs> we just sort of pieced it all together here and actually... You know, it's part of what we're going to be talking about here. I don't know if that's a strategy that people will use, have the guy like good cap, bad cop kind of thing. But <laughs> I remember I ended up buying the thing because of you. So like the <laughs> fact that here we are in perpetual traffic, I thank you very much, Jack Bourne. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool to trace the uh, the connections back. And yeah, so I... I worked many years for Perry Marshall as his marketing manager, and it was a really great opportunity for me to network and learn and grow. And one of the things that I really brought to Perry's team and to his marketing was not just doing what you said, which is to jump in and to do the pitch, which I'll explain why I, I did that <laughs> in just a second, but was really, if you bring it back to the beginning, it's to really engineer the content of the webinar from the very beginning so that it was it had a hook, it had a theme, it had a message. And I think that is a marketing skill that we're always trying to improve and develop. But I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is, okay, they're given a 10-step formula for piecing together a webinar. So you start here and then you go to this and then you go to this. But 
it's a little bit more challenging to try to figure out, well, why doesn't my webinar convert the way that someone else does? Or why do I feel like I'm not being authentic? I'm following this formula, but I don't feel like I'm me, and I think it's kind of coming through, and I'm not resonating with my audience. And so we might touch on that. Webinars is just one of the things that we help people with. It's not the only thing, but certainly we have a lot of clients, and I've got a lot of experience with webinars. But just to kind of complete the circle and talk about why I was jumping into the middle of Perry's <laughs> webinar. The, the pitch guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was because Perry, and, and Perry would have no problem with me saying this, Perry's, first of all, a incredibly smart guy, a very intellectual guy, and his audience really is listening in for his insights. And he was paying attention to Facebook long before most people uh, really realized that there was going to be the opportunity to grow your audience on Facebook. Now it's just second nature. That's what Facebook is there for. But there was a time way back when where Facebook didn't have ads and then ads were new and they were trying to figure it out. And so Perry was tinkering with that machine very early on. And while other people were coming out with their early products on it, he was still tinkering with the machine trying to learn about it. So when he eventually teamed up with Krantz to put together his program, by that time, we had realized that Perry, what he's really good at is teaching and his background is being an engineer. And by the way, I think that anyone, if you're motivated, even if your background is being an engineer, even if you consider yourself not very good at selling, it's a skill set that you can develop and you can improve. So just because Perry wasn't really motivated to, to learn how to do it, he could lean on me to be able to say, okay, how do we engineer this webinar to be a not just a teaching event, but also an effective selling tool to get people uh, across the bridge from interested to purchasing and becoming a client. But Perry just wasn't motivated himself to take the time to learn the skills. And so we structured the webinar so that he would do the teaching and then I would jump in the middle basically do a commercial and then I would do another commercial at the end. Um, it's just, yeah. So that's how we structured it. But if you tried to teach him how to do it, it came out kind of clunky and mechanical. I can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. So I remember my first attempt at that, I scripted it out very closely and he ended up pretty much reading it. And it, when I'm writing copy, I one of the things that I've learned from John Carlton and some other really legendary copywriting experts is that you want to read your copy out loud. So I would read the copy out loud, make some changes, read the copy out loud. And to me, it sounded natural because it, these were my words. These right, were my phrases. Yeah. But so I once I got it polished to the point that I wanted it, Perry reading my words just didn't come out right. So <laughs> that was a challenge. So then we went to, okay, here are the three things that you need to hit in the webinar. And then finally we brought it back to, okay, here's the hook of the webinar. So here's the one main thing. You can teach all you want, but every time you teach, it's got to come back to this one main theme. Here's the overall theme. And so that's a really important point is that when you find that theme for your training, you want to bring your teaching lessons back to that point. So you teach, bring it back to the point, teach, bring it back to the point, teach, bring it back to the point. And if that overall theme reinforces the, the next step, then it's educational, but at the same time moves them closer and closer throughout the webinar to making a purchase. So to go ahead and drive this point home, there's a concept that I share with my clients in a course that I created called Stealth Selling, where... The, the concept that I teach is you want to sell the mind shift. So you want to think about, okay, what is the mind shift that I want someone to have from the beginning of the webinar to the end? Mm -hmm. So sell them on this mind shift first, and then what are the teaching events around that, and how can we tie that back to the overall mind shift? And if the mind shift benefits them on a growth level, but also moves them closer to the sale, you've got the makings, the ingredients for a really powerful webinar or video sales letter or email sequence or whatever it is that you want to do. And if you just absolutely suck at selling, find your own Jack Bourne to come in and pitch. <laughs> do it for you. There you go. <laughs> do it for you. I mean, in that case, it actually seemed really natural. We were sort of deconstructing it before, but I'm like, it actually got me to buy. So it definitely worked. <laughs> worked it's like on whatever, Ralph, at least. <laughs> play to your strengths to a certain degree. But 
I think this goes back to the psychology of selling just in general. And you obviously have a tremendous amount of experience. We'll just use webinars as sort of an example here. Mm-hmm. The deadline funnel works with all kinds of things here. But like, if you could summarize, if you looked at the, the scope of work, the breadth of work that you folks have done as personal experience as well as customer experience. And we have at least one customer through Tier 11 that uses Deadline Funnel very effectively right now and has just it's got a multi-million dollar business based upon the fact that she has been able to do this in the content portion, but also utilize your software to make sure that people actually do buy. So if there is key points with a webinar, any sort of educational content, like what is it? Is it educate, pitch, educate, like what's the formula? Is there anything that you can say, do this? Or is it more of like, eh, it sort of depends on your style and your product? What can you tell our audience about that? Yeah, so where you want to end up is you want to end up with a message that is authentic. So for example, if you're going through a, as an example, what you don't want to do, if you're going through a 10-step process, that at the end of that 10-step process, even though it's built on something that's worked for a super successful entrepreneur, if that 10-step process creates a result where your message feels like, okay, I am on stage, I'm acting, I'm pretending, this is not me, this is not authentic, this is not how I talk, I don't feel good doing this, this drains me of energy, it's going to come through. And I think that it's really important to fundamentally believe in your product, your service, and also your message and how you're messaging it. Now, how do you get there? How do you get there and still have a a message, whether it's a webinar or email sequence that also takes people from, I just heard about you a few days ago or a few months ago to now I'm your client. I I have hope that you can help me advance my business, advance my life. So the it, it comes back to what I said before, but we can dive uh, deeper into this. It's thinking about what is the mind shift that I, I want my, the people on this webinar to have. So typically it starts with a belief that they have currently versus in, in a belief that you want them to have at the end. And I want to be clear, this is not about manipulation. This is about taking them through a character arc. So I study stories a lot and I'll try not to dive too deep into the theoretical, but one of the big things that happens in any movie that you watch is that there are really two journeys that are happening. One is the outside journey. So the character wants to defuse the ticking time bomb or chase down the bad guy or save save the, the princess from the dragon, whatever that outside action sequence is. Then there's the journey on the inside that is underneath the surface. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't, but it's what really makes good stories work, which is that the character typically starts with a belief, a viewpoint about themselves, the world, or whatever, that at some point during that journey, they are not able to complete the outer journey of saving the day, defusing the bomb, et cetera, without conquering their inner journey. Their belief changes. So in the same way, you are in a way, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, or at least you're auditioning for the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi for the Skywalker that's attending your webinar. So you're helping them make the transition from the beliefs that they currently have that are holding them back or not serving them completely to a new set of beliefs. Underneath, like, and, and they may not even see that in a really truly visible way, or maybe they do, but your teaching elements in that webinar and in that email series, should be bringing them back to that fundamental theme. So you keep tying it back to that theme. So this may sound great. Someone might be thinking, well, okay, what would be an example? So first of all, the fact that I mentioned this, you're going to start to see this in some of the best webinars, the, be- the, the ones that don't feel like you're being sold to. You're not, you don't feel like this is a sham wow event, but at the same time, <laughs> you feel super compelled to buy, like you just want to buy. So you'll deconstruct this and see, okay, that's what Jack was talking about. But as an example... One of the things, it's not the only theme that I have, but one of the themes that I sometimes teach on my training events or partner webinars is that I will talk to people who have fundamentally mostly done launches, and we won't talk about deadline funnel right away. What we'll talk about is the need to, that the reason why you need to go from someone who is building their business around launches only to someone who... Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert 
Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Uses launches as a supplement to being able to bring in clients 24-7, 365. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about the reasons why that's important and some proof elements around why if you just build your business around launches, you're going to hit a ceiling at which you can't really grow any further. And so this is the mind shift that I'm trying to affect in them is to help them see this. Now, if we just stop right there, if they walk away from the webinar or the email series or the virtual event and... All I've done is I've convinced them that they need to go from just doing launch after launch and they'll be able to run their business like that forever to being way more focused on doing evergreen and putting the time and energy into that and using launches as a supplement to grow their business even faster. But they never become a client of mine. I have improved their life. They are better off for having heard that message. Now, that message also happens to lead towards if you want to do this, the very next step is to use Deadline Funnel, and we go into the reasons why. So I'm trying to give you like a quick overview of an example of how you can focus in on an underlying message or an underlying belief, and you want to get them to adjust that belief. It leads to a sale, but it's also in their best interest at the same time. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense, and I love that you use that analogy because we know that it works at Digital Marketer because we use the same, very similar formula. We called the hero's journey and the guide. And you like trying to tell our customer, like we become the guide to our customers or they have to become the guide for their customers and let their customer be the hero. And that's exactly how the selling process goes for Digital Marketer products as well is making sure that they understand the journey that their customers need to take and then becoming the guide. I think Ryan likes to use the analogy of, oh God, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> who is the little guy in Lord of the Rings? That, Fro yes, Frodo, Frodo. thank you. Yep, Frodo. <laughs> That's my science fiction knowledge is very minimal. <laughs> Gandalf is the guide. Yes. Frodo is, yeah, is yes. the hero, yes. so to speak. I think it's an apt analogy between Obi-Wan and Luke. Mm -hmm. Like having that, just thinking about that fundamentally, because yes. I think most business owners think, well, I have to be the hero. Mm -hmm. Yes, like, exactly. I have to tell everybody how great I am. Mm -hmm. And then that way, or I mean, maybe there's just all teaching and no pitch too. So that's sort of the opposite side of the, the spectrum. But mm -hmm. I think that is a popular misconception is that, when you do get on these, like there is, there's all kinds of fears, like we were talking about before, like, will urgency and scarcity actually work, which is mm -hmm. something that Deadline Funnel certainly utilizes. I can't pitch. I have a hard time pitching, like the Perry phenomenon. <laughs> like there's all kinds of things that are going on here. But I think the big concept is that I always sort of come back to a basic concept. If you can be helpful and useful, at the very least, people are going to come away and say, you know, I really learned something from that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily help your conversions per se, but I think it's a good start, like acting as the guide, as opposed to just telling people how great they are. And I think a lot <laughs> of folks that get into webinars 
And I think a digital marketer does this really well at TNC. It's like, make your introduction no more than a minute. Like, you don't want to talk about yourself too much either and how great you are. You want to show people like the way, so to speak. Yes. Now we're getting into like all kinds of Disney characters. It's the way. Uh, <laughs> Onward. This is the way. You know, we're Mandalorian now. I don't know who this guy is. So I need to I need to sign up for Disney Plus. I don't I haven't seen the Mandalorian yet. We'll leave a link in the show notes, an affiliate link for Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the things that we talked about before we hit record was that I really tell my team over and over again, and I also say it to remind myself, that no one woke up on any given morning and said, gee, I hope, I can, I hope there's another software platform that I can <laughs> sign up for and pay monthly or annually for. Like, nobody actually wants more software. Like, so, yeah, so, but we've grown and grown, so why is that? Well, the reason why is because we serve a purpose. We're a delivery mechanism to help someone go from where they are in their business to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that we do on the customer service side is that we really go above and beyond to not just teach people how to use the admin or what buttons to click. We do that, but that's really just the beginning. It's also teaching someone, oh, yeah, by the way, since you're integrating with ClickFunnels, make sure that you look out for this because like, here's how to get around that, blah, blah, blah. Sam, like we're kind of experts or pseudo experts on a lot of different platforms and we help our clients get across the bridge from, I don't have Evergreen in my business to now I can acquire clients 24-7, 365. Now, bring that back into the conversion event, the webinar, the email series. In the same way, you know, your... If you think about, if we go back to the Star Wars analogy, you're auditioning for the role as Obi-Wan. They have to agree that like, you are their guide. I heard someone say recently, there's a difference between being in charge and being a leader. You, can't, you can be in charge without being a leader. Like Someone has to agree you are the leader, saying, are you funny? Like You can tell jokes, but the audience determines if you're funny. You don't determine if you're funny, right? So, so you... You have to do things that a leader would do, and then your audience determines if you are a leader. But going back to the Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan analogy, whether it was the training that he did with Yoda later on, or mm-hmm. whether it was using the lightsaber, Obi-Wan didn't have to sham wow him on the features of the lightsaber, <laughs> right? It was it, He started with the mindset. You think back to, mm-hmm. okay, what is the force? It's this thing. And so Luke went from, I've never heard of this before. This, what is this mystical thing of which you speak to really having an appreciation and buying into it. And there were naysayers. Han Solo. Han Solo. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. this? Like, what is this gobbledygook? Just give me a blaster. And so it was a mindset and not everyone shares that mindset. But once Luke made that mindset shift, so Obi-Wan was selling him on the philosophy, on the mm-hmm. mindset shift. And once he did that, the tools of the trade were, yeah, here you go. You need a lightsaber. Yep. And you need some training. You need to go to this planet, listen to this really short dude and have a lot of mm-hmm. tough experiences. He didn't have to sell him on that. That was just the obvious next step. And so if you can affect that mind shift in your messaging, and it's not easy to come up with that, but it's worth the time to go through and try to figure it out. Because once you figure that out, you're really changing lives whether someone takes the next step or not, but more often than not, they, they will. So that's hopefully that connects some dots. When you break it down like that, it becomes much easier. I remember going through an old Facebook ad training and it was talking about something very similar in terms of you need to identify, well, it's the, the simplest sales technique of like, you need to identify your customer's problem and then you need to sell them on the solution. And I feel like it almost boils down to, okay, yeah, figuring out, figuring out their problem and then selling them on a mindset and then being able to show them the next step and show them the solution that's going to get them to where they want to be. It really makes it, it seems so simple, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like one of the formulas is, you know, I used to be like you until I figured this thing out. I guess that's part of people, they always sort of wonder like how much of myself should I put into this whole thing? And then, Mm -hmm. but there's a, an element of uncertainty when it comes to either talking about yourself too much or too little. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you actually get them to buy into that mindset shift? What's Is it through personal analogy, like saying, yeah. hey, I was somebody who 
like I, I get this yeah. big surge uh, on like January, and then all of a sudden I get no revenue in February. Like, uh, like what do I do here? And obviously, the solution would be deadline funnel later on down the line. But I was like you, kind of thing. Is that the way to do it in your estimation? Well, so if we if we look at the, the broader answer is stories are extremely effective at delivering mm-hmm. that type of information. One form of story would be, here's my journey, which is what you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Some people, for some people, and I've faced this challenge, sometimes the challenge there is that depending on what it is that you're selling and what your actual story was, sometimes you don't have a story that perfectly lines up with with the message that you're, you're trying to, to put out there. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. So what do you do? Well, if you've, been in, if you've been doing this for a while, you should have some client case studies and testimonials. And so ideally you wanna find someone, possibly multiple stories, where you can tell the story of another client's journey. So someone who is just like them. And so if we could, I, I think there's something I wanna branch off take a quick detour on because one of the things that I feel like I've been really good at in terms of our marketing is in developing proof. I really feel like Mm. people really don't go the extra mile in proving their case. And one of the ways, just there's many different ways to prove your case and to answer questions and answer objections, but case studies and testimonials is a huge one. And so I want to share that one of the things that came up years ago, even though we had a whole bunch of uh, testimonials, was that I started hearing from people, hey, I don't see any women represented in your mm-hmm. testimonials. Or it, I shouldn't say any women. It's, it was like you know ratio of five to one. Mm-hmm. And my response the first few times it came up was, well, we, we take the testimonials that, that we got. It's not that we're selecting that way. It's just mm-hmm. what came to us. But then I realized, okay, it's clearly something that's coming up over and over. So Number one, I want to go out and get more testimonials from women. And so I did that, and we really rounded things out. But the other thing, I started to look at different ways to look at it. Okay, we've got a lot of testimonials from people like James Wedmore and Melissa Griffin and Perry Marshall and Frank Kern and all of these luminaries Mm -hmm. and thought leaders. But the hidden objection could be, well, yeah, sure, of course, Melissa Griffin can do it because she's got hundreds of thousands of people on her list and she's been doing Mm -hmm. it for years. Like, there's all of these reasons why, even though that's impressive, for some people that may not resonate as well as someone like Abby Ashley, who her testimonial is, I went from, I was at $10,000 a month doing well, but my coach told me, Abby, you got to add in deadline funnel and boom, my business without any extra advertising went immediately to $60,000 a month. Now, Mm. most people, unless you're in her niche, haven't heard of Abby Ashley. She's starting to get, I think she's starting to branch out into a little bit of business coaching, but she's not as well recognized as some of the other marketing Mm -hmm. thought leaders. But that works to our advantage because she's just like you. She is the course creator who is at a level where she's got something going and she really wants to take it the extra step So that story really resonates. So it's not always who's the most, quote, famous person that I can get. Those serve a purpose. But it's also having, it's really having a portfolio of proof to make sure that it would be very challenging for someone to say, well, I've looked at your testimonials and case studies, or I've glanced at them, and for X, Y, Z reason, that doesn't speak to me, right? Mm. So chasing the thread, working our way back upstream to where we started, I think stories are extremely important. So you start with what is the mind shift? And then how do you really help someone internalize that? So how do you take the idea and like the movie, bringing up another movie, like the movie Inception, how do you plant that idea (laughs) that it's accepted and really adopted? (laughs) And one of the most powerful ways is to use story. So you start with a mind shift that is going to benefit them as a human being, as a business owner, as a person who wants to improve their life, whatever your niche is. And then you start to weave in stories that help them see that. Because ultimately, stories show us how to live our lives. They're really morality tales. There's different versions of stories, but some of the most effective stories are really examples of how to live our lives. You look at Harry Potter, Star Wars, when I, like the most popular movies. When you strip back the action, and you look at the, the actual message that's underneath. It's a story about how to live your life. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. So I feel like testimonials and this proof is so, so important for anything that you're selling. But 
do you, is it smart to do like a testimonials for your specific avatars or is that getting too specific? Like every avatar should have like a specific testimonial that falls under the ideal demographic that you're targeting. So when I did a partner webinar with Melissa Griffin, I went through my webinar slides and I rearranged, I removed some and added some in that were, that I felt were a better representation of of the audience that I was speaking mm-hmm. to. If I'm doing a webinar with, say, Andre Chaperone, those testimonials are probably going to look different than the ones that I had. So I, I try to tailor it. It's not perfect. Some of it's guesswork, but I try to tailor it to the, the audience that I'm trying to reach. And as you guys know, if you're doing your Facebook targeting right, mm-hmm. you have a pretty good idea of who it is that you're targeting. What is their gender? Are they, are you going after the newbie? Are you going after someone who's already been through several courses? Who is this person? And so what sort of testimonials do you want in case studies and stories do you want to tell them? Mm-hmm. So if you were doing a webinar, for example, for deadline funnel, getting into deadline funnel, like how would you how would you weave stories in? How would you structure it? And then obviously you can give us a little bit of an idea as to why Deadline Funnel is a potentially good solution for that person here. Obviously, it's, we'll leave links in the show notes and everything else so you guys can check out exactly where you can find more about Jack Bourne. But give us an example specifically maybe to that product and how would you do it? If you had to do one, maybe you already have one right now. You probably do. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll use the example that I started with earlier. So I, I think in terms of mind shift, I also think in terms of identity, like what type of person would be the type of person who would use Deadline Funnel? And how do I get them from like their current identity to, to this new one? So they're, and that involves the mind shift. So it's, if they're starting as, I'm the type of person who does launches and I'm comfortable with launches, mm-hmm. I need to get them to the place where they're open to the idea that to grow their business, to fully reach the biggest audience that they can, if they continue doing only launches, then they're going to be limited. And the only way to get their word out to their biggest audience as quickly as possible is to put in the time and energy it takes to build a lasting, evergreen, growing business mm-hmm. for all the different reasons. And so then you can, under that umbrella, you can think about, well, why? Well, for one reason, because um, it gives you a longer time horizon, because if you have money coming in all the time, rather than just when you're launching, now you can be more deliberative in who you're hiring, who you're bringing onto your team, how you hire your team. Whereas if your your client intake is basically zero until you do a launch and then it's tremendous, it's going to be really difficult to prepare for that. That's one reason. Another one is testing and how quickly can you learn. Being in the software business, we're very much in the how quickly can you learn? How quickly can we run little experiments and learn stuff? So in the marketing world, that's A-B testing. It's hard to A-B test a launch in any sort of significant way that you're going to get ongoing learnings month after month. So this is another reason why having an evergreen business can help you scale because you're learning faster. You're learning on a more regular rate. So there's a lot of different reasons. So once I start to think of what those various reasons are that support this overall idea, this theme of stop being solely dependent on launches to launches are okay, but use them as the cherry on top. Don't use them as the fundamental core acquisition of your business. So underneath that, what are some of the supporting ideas of why? And then I go a layer deeper and I say, okay, is there a story that I have personally or a story of my clients that supports that idea? So do I have a story of someone who was able to grow her team and her business by going evergreen. Great, then I'll bring that in and use that as a supporting story. Is there a story of someone who was able to buy more Facebook advertising and to scale her business because she was using Dublin Funnel and her conversions went up? Yeah, I've got tons of those. Okay, let's use this one. And so you start to build in those proof points. So it's not just here's a bunch of testimonials. See, this is where like a formula, a well-intentioned formula of, okay, in this part of the webinar, 45 minutes in, you want to use case studies. Well, that's well-intentioned, but really, why do you have the case studies in there? It's not necessarily to prove my product is awesome, my product is awesome. If you're, again, selling the mind shift, if the story supports the overall theme of the mind shift, and yes, everyone understands these are deadline funnel clients, then it supports the overall message. And so, people come away from it with two 
new ideas, which is, number one, I should stop depending solely on launches and I need to invest my time in Evergreen. It's worthwhile to do that. I need to be the type of person who looks long-term, who focuses long-term, wants to learn as quickly as possible, and so I'm going to use Evergreen to do that. That's a huge lesson. That's a huge mind shift. The other one is uh, Deadline Funnel is an amazing tool and has changed the lives of thousands of entrepreneurs. That's, that, that's the obvious one that comes out at the end. So if I can affect those two things at the same time, then I can have a training where even the people that don't buy are going to walk away from that feeling, feeling like, and genuinely, it's not just a feeling that will wash away, like sort of like the magic spell eventually wears off, but they truly will come away feeling and knowing that they've learned something that day. Maybe it's not time for them to implement deadline funnel or take the next step, but they are a better entrepreneur, they're a wiser entrepreneur for having sat there for that training. For everyone else, it's now time to hear about why they should take the next step. So they're ready, they're prepared to take the next step. And at this point, if you think about the stories that I've built into supporting this theme, I've mentioned I have one deadline funnel client who, when she implemented deadline funnel, here's how she was able to increase her Facebook ad. So now you see that you're able, when you go evergreen, so I'm, I'm bringing in deadline funnel, but I'm doing it in a way that doesn't feel like by deadline funnel, by deadline funnel, by deadline funnel. But by the end, when I bring it up, it doesn't feel like so many webinars where there's a teaching portion for 45 minutes and then there's 15 minutes of sham wow. Like yeah. no, no one is surprised like, what is this deadline funnel thing that, you, that you're talking about, right? And so it also feels like the natural next step. So then where deadline funnel as a conversion mechanism comes in is that if you've done those things correctly, then when you, what you want to do is you, of course, this is not anything new for anyone on this listening to this, you want to have a special offer. And so you want to have a special offer it could be uh, more than just bonuses. It could be changing in price, changing in payment plans. It could be a soft offer like a dollar or a free trial. There's lots of a better guarantee. There's lots of different ways to modify your offer to make it special. It doesn't always have to be a price discount. And so you have a special offer and then you have a deadline. And so for some people, it's going to be an immediate Heck yeah. For some people, it's going to be thanks, but no. But what we're going after, the conversion is for everyone who's on the fence. Everyone who's like, I, I love what you're saying. I'm just, I've got a lot going on. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready for this, but I see the potential. And for those people, that's where having a deadline really comes in because it's the forcing mechanism that gets someone to make a decision. When I say forcing the decision, not forcing the yes, forcing the decision. You're either mm -hmm. in or out. And so that's one of the reasons why Dublin Funnel is so effective for so many people is that it gets people to make a decision. There's other psychological factors going into it, but one of the most key fundamental things is it's making people make a choice. Power of scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's making people make a choice. One of the things that I think is super, super important is really believing in your product or service and Another reason to have testimonials and case studies is because it helps to remind yourself the impact that you're having on people's lives. Mm -hmm. Because when you truly believe down to the cellular level in what it is that you're selling, what it is that you're doing, you no longer feel like putting a deadline at the end of your special offer is being pushy. Mm -hmm. So if you'll allow me just a few minutes to give a quick example, when I moved to Australia, I had a unique opportunity. The short version is that I was meeting with an Aussie friend of mine who was about to leave in 15 days to go on a kite surfing trip in Fiji on this private island. And two of the people had dropped out. And so there was an opportunity, if I could book the plane ticket and if I could get my, get my affairs in order to jump on the plane and, and, and get out there, then I could go on this trip. You gotta pay the money. But the thing is that there's a deadline. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> wait several months for you to like, this is when the trip is. It lasts 10 days. This is when we're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, this is the deadline. I did not feel, his name is Michael. I did not feel like Michael was being pushy. It was <laughs> how, how, like, this is a ch chance of a lifetime. And I moved heaven and earth to make that happen. I even mm -hmm. was able to squeeze into quick kite surfing lessons before I went on the trip. Like, all of a sudden, a deadline, if, if what you're offering is the right message to the right mm -hmm. audience, the deadline helps people understand this is the right time. Like you need that if you're on the fence, this is what's going to get you over the edge to make the decision. Now it's your job as the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like they've said, okay, 
you're my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now your job is to not let them down. And your job is to continue to help bring them from where they are to where they want to be. Don't just send them a login and go, thanks so much for your money. Have a nice day. I'll, I'll talk to you in a few months when I have something else to sell. Actually help them have an onboarding sequence, a training mm-hmm. sequence that helps them go through and actually make the change that they signed up for. And at the end of the day, like you have an, if you really do believe in your product and we're assuming that people listening to this show have good products, not scammy, crappy products, (laughs) Uh, otherwise there's other podcasts you can listen to. But if you really do believe in your product, the logical Mm -hmm. end result of the pitch is you want them to buy, you want them to spring to action, you want them to pull out their credit card because in the end, it's going to be better for them. The resistance is pulling out the credit card or on the fence and having a deadline, having scarcity, and we can talk about the mechanics of how a deadline funnel actually does this, sure. pushes that. Like for us, like we we have a salesperson that does it. Like we have like a, a queue. So mm-hmm. it's a legitimate scarcity play, but it's like it does push people. Like we've got a spot next Wednesday to onboard. It's not false scarcity. It's like it is. And it's not because we're trying to force them because it's legitimate. But also at the same time, we know this is going to be the best for you and your business. Mm-hmm. So my sense is that a lot of marketers, or even maybe not marketers, let's take out the marketers, business people in general probably have some kind of psychological aversion to this kind of perceived pushiness, Mm -hmm. even if they have a great product. Is is that something that you've seen is probably something that you probably have to overcome as the owner of a business that actually, in in essence, prompts people to make that purchase because you know as well as the customer of Deadline Funnel, that their life is going to be better off with the product? It's something that, it's a belief that I believe is holding people back if they feel like they're being pushy. And what really helps is, after you've been doing this a while, when people come to you, and they will come to you, and they'll say, I'm really, I wasn't sure, but I took the leap because of your deadline or because, uh, for whatever reason, like I I jumped into that class and I'm so glad that I did. I'm sure you guys have heard that. Like Mm -hmm. someone was on the fence and someone on your sales team got them over the fence and they're so glad that they did. By the way, that is also a great case study because it (laughs) takes someone through. Mm -hmm. There's the the thing that a lot of people, I want to get back to your original point, but I want to take a, a side note. What a lot of people lose sight of is that there's more about your message that you can prove other than just my product works, my product's good, people like my product. There's also showing people that, look, if you're on the fence, you're not alone and it's totally natural. But here's what, I want you to hear what a client of ours said. So now all of a sudden you're taking someone where they're at, you're telling a story or letting them tell the story of what they went through and why they're so glad that that they made the leap and how their life has changed. So that's a really powerful way to get someone who's on the fence to, to understand that it's safe to do this. Other people have felt this way. And it's way more impactful than you using some sort of NLP. Hey, if you might feel this way, but you know, it's way more impactful just to tell the story of a client who went through the same situation. So you were talking about the mindset and getting over feeling pushy. One of the things that I share with people is that, so an objection that I'll bring up, and this is another thing that's really important, is that you want to try to bring up in your email series and your and your webinar, if possible, you want to raise some of the objections so that you can speak to them and answer them. And so one of the things that will come up sometimes is, well, I don't think that, I'm, I'm sure this works in the make money space or the internet marketing space, but my audience is different. And so I will use examples such as my dear client, Alana Kaivalya, PhD, who won Entreport's Entrepreneur of the Year, and, and she credits Deadline Funnel as being one of the keys to that success. She 4X'd her business and she bought out her business partner and she spent most of COVID alternating between running her business and sailing around New York on her sailboat. So that's a great example of, oh, and I forgot to mention that she, her business is teaching yoga instructors how to take their business from offline to online to be able to grow their ah. business way bigger. So if it works for oh, yoga, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't mind my saying, hippy dippy feely yoga instructors, 
it really eliminates the objection or should eliminate the objection that, well, mm-hmm. this only works in the marketing space. Mel- Melissa Griffin is a fantastic example where her, she's not a sham wow type of salesperson. She's not pushy and yet she uses Dublin Funnel very effectively. Mm-hmm. And so coming up with these examples and showing people Yes, it will work in your marketing space. And also showing examples of very successful companies like Amazon and even Disney and how they're using it. An example that I'll bring up sometimes about Disney is that when I used to live in Florida, we used to go to either Universal or uh, Disney Orlando, and it was some of our favorite places to go. So one time we're in Disney, and we come back to our room after a day at the park, and on the table, someone had placed a round, it's about the shape of a dinner plate, this round uh, placard that had basically a clock on it. And it said, you will save, I think it was like 10% on your next Disney stay at a Disney property if you book before the end of this day. So think about that. That is an <laughs> offline Offline deadline funnel. Deadline. Yeah. <laughs> personalized to when I was there. It wasn't because we're running a Black Friday sale and everyone's getting this offer. It's yeah. basically they had space to fill. And so they were running a deadline that was based on the length of our stay, and it was started from when we started our stay. So that's probably a good segue to, to branch into in the online world, and you could use it in the offline world. That's what Dublin Funnel does. Now, you mm-hmm. can use our software for launches or live webinars where there's a specific time and date that everyone's deadline, and that's great for not staying up till 3 a.m., babysitting your pages to bring yeah. them all down. Yeah. But the real um, origin of why I created Deadline Funnel was because when I was working with Perry Marshall, he really sold me on the idea before I even started working with him of the power of autoresponders. Now, again, like the conversation with Facebook, it seems obvious now that, of course, you would lead gen and have mm-hmm. autoresponders and emails. There was a time where traffic was so cheap and that not many people thought, why would I want to go through the trouble of actually having an email series? Let's just send them directly to the sales page. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the first people to say, no, you're going to actually sell more over an extended period of time if you take people through an email series. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was a believer, again, mind shift, right? So I was mm-hmm. a, he helped me have that mind shift. But as a student of marketing and psychology, I read Cialdini's book, Influence, mm-hmm. when I was in college. And so... so I knew that deadlines and urgency and scarcity were some of the most consistent ways of getting people to uh, make a decision. But I didn't want to use a timer, a countdown timer, in a way that was uh, a lie, inauthentic, BS, whatever you want to call it, scammy. Mm-hmm. It counts all the way down and the button still works kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and I wanted to tie it. He was using Infusionsoft at the time. I think he still is. And I wanted to be able to tie it into when someone started in an email sequence and then have it so that somehow when his last, say, his fifth email went out, if that was the deadline that... Um, there was that was the deadline for the special offer, and what was being said in the last day email was the same thing that was being shown. Like to have it all synchronized up, and so I thought, well, surely someone's figured this out. I'll just go and find it and sign up for it. We'll see if it works for us. And I couldn't find it anywhere. All I found were little countdown scripts that you would stick on your page, and they didn't do one tenth of what I wanted it to do. So I decided, okay, I guess I'm going to have to build it. So that's when I started to, to build it for my products that I was also still selling and also to assist with Perry. And I started opening it up to other people and it grew and developed. And that was the original genesis. But the idea, the philosophy was, what if we could use deadlines and urgency in a way that was still made it possible to leverage marketing automation and this wonderful technology of being able to automate so many things about our marketing, but have the deadline increase our sales, but do it in a way where we weren't lying to people, that for each person going through, that truly was your deadline. So, Ralph, if your deadline was told to you that it's Wednesday and, Amanda, yours was Friday, that for both of you, those two things would be absolutely 100% true. If Mm -hmm. one of you waited longer, you wouldn't be able to purchase. And so it can be automated and authentic at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like my definition of authentic is that in this context is that if your email marketing messages, if what you're saying on your webinar and in your videos and in your emails is actually what is happening, the fact that it's automated is irrelevant. All that matters is that it's true. It's consistent. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's consistent. 
Yeah, it, that's tremendous. I, I think uh, we've gone through a lot here as far as structure of mm -hmm. the converting event all the way through to the psychology of selling and how all this works together. And obviously, there's a lot of folks that listen to this show that sell by webinars. It might be actually caught in that launch trap. Yeah. And met hundreds of them and when you actually can smooth out the revenue mm. with something like a product that we're talking about here or just the idea of an evergreen webinar it really can transform a business but then again there always has to be that tension at the end to buy like you have to have some kind of call to action mm -hmm. i think you know what you guys are doing at deadline funnel is absolutely tremendous and it lends itself to just human psychology in general obviously you're a student of psychology and i think all of us as marketers sort of are anyway mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me still to this day like when i launch an ad campaign i can't wait to wake up the next day and see you know if it worked or if it didn't right. because it's psychology at play what gets people to be motivated to take certain actions it's mm -hmm. always something that's tremendous. And you've lend a, a lot of insights here on today's show, which has been great. So for those of you who want to find out more about Jack, obviously we've been talking about deadline funnel here. Like what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or to at least talk to you about what you have to offer? Well, there's our main website, which is deadlinefunnel.com. You can certainly go there. As I mentioned, my, my team is, is amazing. So if you've got questions, you certainly can type it into the chat. My team is there to, to help answer those questions. For listeners to, of Perpetual Traffic, we're setting up a page which will be live as of the time of this recording, which is at deadlinefunnel.com forward slash perpetual traffic. Just all lowercase, all one word, deadlinefunnel.com forward slash perpetual traffic. It'll just make it easier for you to get a little bit longer time to test things out. And yeah, we would love to, to see if we can help you out. There's a, a lot of things that Deadline Funnel can do beyond just helping you go evergreen. So uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you and see if we can help your business. Again, I, I think from the earlier conversations that we've had, hopefully you get a sense that we're here to help you improve your business. Like our company, our product, our platform is a great delivery mechanism to help you do that. But fundamentally, we want to help you reach the, reach the next level in your business is what we want you to get to. Awesome. Well, this has been great. And Jack, dead or alive, born. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great having you on. Next time you get to come on and play Dead or Alive with that guitar that's in the right. background. Like, it ties right in with the product. See, Dead or Alive, <laughs> Dead Line. I had not made that connection, but there you go. Yeah, That's what I do. Stupid stuff like that. So for all the resources uh, we mentioned here on the show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 290. Jack Bourne, thanks for coming on. And until next week, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.